You're listening to the Optimal Performance Podcast. The OPP is brought to you by Natural Stacks, makers of 100% natural and open source supplements designed to help you live optimal. For more information on how to build optimal mental and physical performance into your life, go to naturalstacks.com. Oh, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Optimal Performance Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You know, it's been a pretty cool year. 2018 has been packed with um, lots of great episodes. And uh, this one's a little bit different. You know, we have, it's my goal to have guests on who are experts in their field, authors, doctors, researchers, etc. And one thing that I am coming to realize is that for for the everyday person, uh, there are lots of tools and techniques around goal setting, around intention setting, and around performance that don't have anything to do with a, uh, a book or a dietary uh, theory or a, an exercise technique that, that there is a massive part of performance that's underserved when it comes to mental frameworks, goal setting, and those sorts of things. And so that's what I've done. Today's episode, I am actually the guest and I've brought in my friend, Adam Banning, who's been um, in the field of, of integrated medicine for a very long time. Uh, and he is a he's a coach also. He does some really cool work in his field. And I brought him in because I wanted him to interview me because I have a ton of effective tools that I work with my coaching clients on, um, goals around uh, or techniques around goal setting, um, categorizing your goals. Um, I have a, I have a to-do list that I explain in this episode that is phenomenal. If you don't take any other point away from this episode, the six-item to-do list can be a massive, massive game changer for you guys in 2019. It's really simple, and I explain it. You know, we talk about the difference between um, working backwards from goals and working toward them. Uh, we talk about decision making and some techniques that you can use immediately to help hack the decision-making process. Uh, We talk about um, uh, automatic negative thoughts and how you can reverse these sort of inbuilt subconscious um, mental frameworks that actually slow you down. And we all do it, and it just takes a little bit of work to, to identify when you're doing that and make sure that the next time that you face a challenge, you're not, you know, hamstringing yourself before you even get started. Um, so this one's a little bit different and I'm really excited for it because this sort of gives you an idea of how I do my coaching practice and how I've been effective for some of my clients over these past couple of years. And, uh, it's really, it's really, I want to just want to reiterate, it's really an honor to be able to host this podcast. It is so fun getting these guests. We have some amazing guests scheduled for 2019 and, uh, I'm super stoked. Um, as always, please Send us, a, send us an email, send me an email, um, give us a review if you like it, share this stuff. Uh, I, I suggest that you um, be ready to take some notes in this podcast because this episode is packed with different techniques and tools that you can use, specifically around getting what you want in 2019, a lot about goal setting. And so if you're ready to take some notes on your phone, um, you're going to be able to use this stuff right away. You know... Um, I've been mentioning this on each podcast recently, but, um, if you want inspiration from me every single morning, email me your phone number 
no strings attached. No, it's free. I'm not going to ask. Uh, I'm not going to ask for anything. I'm not going to call you. Uh, but if you want some uh, biohacks, some mental hacks, some spirit hacks, and some other sort of inspiration in the morning via text message, send me an email, Sean, S-E-A-N, at naturalstacks.com. And uh, send me your, your phone number, and I'll send you a text message um, every morning. I'm going to probably roll that out in a week or two. And then also head to my website, seanmccormick.com, S-E-A-N-M-C-C-O-R-M-I-C-K.com. And that's where all my coaching stuff is. Um, you know, this is going to be a big year for me and a big year for Natural Stacks. Natural Stacks has some cool products coming out, if you don't know about them already. One in particular that I'm really excited about. And, uh, and that's it. I'll stop rambling. I'll let you guys get into the podcast. As always, you may want to listen to this at, uh, at a faster speed so that you can uh, gain as much information in as short amount of time as possible. Thank you again. Here's to a phenomenal 2018. And uh, without further ado, Sean McCormick. You're listening to the Optimal Performance Podcast, and I'm your host, Sean McCormick. It's the OPP. I'm a performance coach, a wellness entrepreneur, a blogger, a speaker, a biohacker, and it's my privilege to bring to you the leading experts in the field of performance. So let's dig right in. And we're here with Adam Banning, who is a close personal friend and also a mentor of mine. He has decades of experience in integrative medicine, uh, a published author, and today he'll be running the show. And I like to let our guests, or in this case, our hosts, uh, introduce themselves. So Adam, please uh, tell everybody who you are and, and what we're doing today. Well, we're going to have a lot of fun today. We've got 2019 coming up, and we're going to share a lot of great technology as it relates to really making your manifestations happen in this upcoming year. So I'm really excited. A little bit about me. <clears throat> I'm a published author of two self-help books, um, a radio show host in Los Angeles and New York City, um, over 25 years of experience in the field of functional medicine, being taught by um, some of the top people in the field, even the father of functional medicine himself, Dr. Jeffrey Bland. But today is all about goals, and we're spinning the tables on you today, Sean. We're putting you in the hot seat. I'll be asking the questions. And there's so much great stuff you do with your clients and your coaching practice that I felt it was so important to start asking you questions about this so you could share it with your audience and people can really ground their plans, their resolutions for 2019 into reality with some of these amazing approaches. I mean, but why don't we start out first of all, Sean? I mean, why are goals so important? Yeah, I mean, this is the perfect time to start talking about goals. You know, it's it's the beginning of a new year, and this is where everybody either makes a New Year's resolution or decides, like, you know, I'm going to get fit or quit smoking, um, and they set out these goals, and it's critical. I mean, it, it, when you when you talk to um, people who have had success in their life, it's because they know where they're going. It's because they have identified at some point in their path that they want certain things. They want to live a certain life. And with, with my education and experience and practical experience as, as a life coach and performance coach, I'm a big goal setter myself. Um, I think it's, it's, it's both t 
timely and important to kind of walk people through this. And this is, you know, this podcast is going to be a little different, obviously, because because you're interviewing me. Um, yeah. But I want everybody to grab a notebook and take some of these notes because uh, there's going to be a lot of frameworks. There's going to be some explanations and some tools that everyone can use from the get-go right now uh, to kickstart their year. And we all know what goals are, but if they're not crafted in a way that's relevant and applicable to us as individuals, then then there's no path forward. And so, you know, whether they're small goals or big, audacious goals, they're they're critical to to the trajectory and how you spend your day to day. You know, it's so interesting. You also speak about <clears throat> pardon me, you speak about this concept of SMART goals. You always talk about, you got to make your goals SMART. Can you talk about this acronym SMART? Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people probably are familiar with SMART goals and, and because, because our listeners are, you know, I like to talk of them, talk about the people who listen to this podcast is people who like to do good work, um, f- focused on their, on their, on bettering themselves, on working SMART um, and this is exactly what this means. So SMART goals are, it's an acronym, um, and, and they, it stands for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. And we can kind of parse each of these out and Adam, you know, I, I'm, I welcome you to kind of jump in and piggyback if I've left anything out, but, um, you know, we need to be as specific as we can possibly be in in our goal setting. Um, so, if it's ten pounds, it's ten pounds. If it's a um, uh, hundred thousand dollars a year, it's a hundred thousand dollars a year. You have to be specific because otherwise, you don't know when you've achieved that goal. You're not sure if you're there yet. Um, so, being as specific as you can with the goals that you have uh, is critical. The other, obviously measurable, you have to have some metrics for determining what the elements of these goals are that you're creating for yourself. How can you measure? Well, obviously you can measure 10 10 pounds on a scale. You can measure um, your income with a pay stub. Uh, you know, for other for other goals that are that are a little bit harder, which is the cool juicy stuff that I love, is how do you measure um um, better stress management. How do you measure um, your sleep? And for some of these goals, for a lot of the listeners, I think that that are going to be interested in this is is through biohacking tech. So if you have an aura ring to measure or a pedometer to measure, if you want to get whatever, I don't even know what the thing is. Maybe it's twenty thousand steps in a day. You can measure that with a pedometer. So finding the right ways to measure your goals or to measure your performance on the way to that goal is really important. Uh, achievable. This one's tricky because uh, I come from the frame of mind that um, anything is achievable. <laughs> uh, and uh, you can be whoever you want to be in this world. You, can, you, you really should be um, ambitious with the goals that you set out, but they should be achievable. You know, um, if you're if you're 55 uh, and you've never been in an airplane, you're probably not going to be an astronaut. So maybe cross that one off the list. <laughs> but but if uh, 
but if you are uh, if you're clear on what is actually possible, what is achievable for you, um, that's where the A comes in smart. And then relevant, uh, relevant is relevant to you. Um, are they are they important to you? Are they going to uh, are they going to enrich your life? Um, are these things um, important in bringing you the outcome that you want in your life? And uh, that that's going to be, I think, different for everybody in whatever the field you're in, and whatever. And we're going to talk into the different types of goals, the different categories of goals. But um, it has to be relevant to you because if it's not relevant to you, you're gonna it's it's not going to be important, and it will fall off all uh, fall off your your priority list. And then time bound, you know, this kind of goes goes back to measurable. Is there should be a time that you allow yourself to achieve this goal. And I think that I speak for, and, and Adam, I'm sure you're, you've, you're used to this too, is I think that a lot of us underestimate uh, how quickly we can do the things that we want to do um, because we love wasting time. Myself included, I love wasting time. But if, if, you, are, if you are specific about when you want to achieve this goal, by when then it's clear like okay the time the clock is ticking i want to lose 10 pounds in a month how are you going to do that so having having that time bound thing it actually shows you if you didn't achieve the goal if you didn't get to the place that you wanted to be then you can reassess within the time allotted um the the other thing yeah uh, i could keep i keep going so that's that's smart goals that's a that's a common that's a common acronym especially in 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 my world as a as a life coach and performance coach um, it's, it's a really common theme. Um, and if you want to do a little bit more research on smart goals, uh, I invite you to go, uh, to go check out, uh, there's lots of different resources from Jack Canfield to, um, yeah, lots of other sort of personal development, uh, folks out there. So yeah, hopefully that cleared it up. Well, you know, also another thing, Sean is, and, and I really want to stretch this out and give a challenge to your audience. Okay, <clears throat> there are so many bits of technology that we know about out there. We go, oh, yeah, I heard of smart goals. Oh, I've heard of this. Oh, I heard of that. But how much are we actually making application in the life of these things? We know it's it's not good to eat processed foods, but sometimes we end up in places where we do eat them at a party, at, at a bar, whatever. You know, there's so many different things that we know are good for us. So what I really implore your audience to be able to do right now and your listeners to do right now is to say, yeah, I may know what a SMART goal is, but am I doing it? Am I writing down the notes right now? Am I going to have a plan? Is it going to be effective? And this specific podcast is all about technologies to really, really hack into that. You speak about like this thing called an effective goal framework, you know, and, 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 and your favorites in this area. What do you mean by an effective goal framework? Well, there's, you know, there's lots of different ways to set goals. And, um, you know, if you talk to someone in, uh, in sales, they're going to have different goal frameworks than someone who, um, who's in another field. And, and I, and I think it's important to, to just at least give everyone a couple of different goal frameworks that they can, uh, that they can operate from. But even before we dig into these different categories and these different uh, goal setting frameworks, and I have a favorite, and I'll definitely tell everybody: if you haven't grabbed a notebook yet, grab your notebook, pause this, we'll wait, go grab your notebook, 
and uh, and a pencil or pen and and write some of this stuff down because and and let me make another appeal. This is all well and good. This is this is we're gonna, they're going to have ton of a ton of awesome content within this podcast, but it doesn't m- mean a damn thing unless you write it down. <laughs> <laughs> it really doesn't. And, and and I think that a lot of us, uh, as we zoom out a little bit, a lot of us uh, love consuming content. We love YouTube videos and podcasts. We love uh, um, resources and books. But it's something different to actually activate on this stuff rather than intellectualize uh, these these technologies, these frameworks. Because um, the things that get measured get actionable. And if you're not measuring anything, if you're not writing this stuff down, then it's like it's just a tiptoe through the tulips with some good information with a couple of nice guys and, and it's not going to activate for you. So so before before I jump into the different goal frameworks... I think that it's important again to zoom out again about asking yourself why. Why is this goal, why are these goals important in your life? What will you get from it? I think it's important to keep in mind what we want our outcomes to be. And I'll say that again. What we want our outcomes to be. When we want to improve, why do we want to improve? Why do we want to be 10 pounds lighter? Why do we want more money? What will we do with it? When we, when we begin to clarify the motivations around the goals that we set, we identify what's important to us. And I've done this in my entrepreneurial life with my float centers. I've done this with my, with my, coaching, um, with my coaching business. I've done this with this podcast specifically. So why do I want to do this? What, what, what's, the, what's the thing that I want to get by achieving this goal? And so... One thing that that everyone can do is as they're making these goals, ask themselves, why is this important to me? What will I get? What result will I get if I do X? So um, do you have anything to add to that, Adam? You know, I also think there's another factor. Everybody always looks at this thing called ROI, return on investment. But I'd like everybody in the audience to think about another term, COI, cost of inaction. You know, it brings me back to um, A Christmas Carol, the old, uh, the old uh, movie and the book, where at the end of it, uh, you know, uh, Scrooge finds himself with the ghost of Christmas future, where he didn't make any changes and he stayed as Scrooge. And he finally took a look at his funeral and his, and his deathbed and no one was there for him. No one cared. He died a man without any form of hope and and any form of redemption. We don't want to find ourselves burying our dreams and and never realizing them. So what is your cost of inaction? What is your cost of not taking action right now to be able to put some of these concepts, which are well-defined concepts, and some of them which are truly unique that, Sean, you're, you're going to be presenting, what is your cost of inaction of not enacting them? You know, what is the cost to you in, in joy? in abundance, in a feeling of pride, and an ability to be a, a, a mentor for others and an inspiration for others. Think of COI as well as ROI. I think that's important. I love that. I love that. I think it, it gets to the, you know, we don't want to have regrets. You know, the, the, the cost of the cost of inaction um, may cheat you from living the life that you want. And, and I think there are certain cultural um, pressures that we have 
um, either from the external toward us or or internal frameworks and, and frames of mind that, that keep us small, that keep us from doing the things that we really want to do. And if nothing else in this podcast, I want everybody to to really, especially now at the beginning of 2019, when so much is possible in the world, is to really go after stuff. Uh, I, 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 I love that. I, that's great. Thank you for adding that. You know, also another thing here is, 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 you know, I've worked with many different top doctors around the country and around the world in creating books, lecture series, branding, so on and so forth. And um, one of the statements that um, I had heard from a, a client of mine, um, a, a doctor in Chicago, well-known doctor with a well-known radio show, he said that life, complete life is made up of complete days, okay? And complete days really need to be able to have order to them. I remember there was this one um, a general who got up and spoke, and I saw this on uh, both YouTube and Facebook, and he said, start your day out with making your bed. Uh, it's almost like there's these 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 to-do lists which play a really important role. You you've got this this concept that you work with with clients. It's the six item to-do list. Can can you tell tell the audience about that? Yeah, absolutely. So the the six item to-do list is really the the how to get the what. Uh, the six item to-do list is uh, is an effective tool that I've been using for a while. But before before we jump into that, I want to talk about the different categories of goal setting that you can make in your life. Because again, like the 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 how you do what you do to the end to what end is important. But here's seven different categories. Again, take notes. Uh, if here's seven categories that you can think of uh, for crafting your goals, and and you can have lots of them. This these are just seven. So one is a financial goal. Uh, that's pretty obvious. <laughs> and um, and now with uh, with with opportunities to to uh, create side hustles and create revenue online, uh, financial goals uh, is just one one category that you can that you can d- dive into. Uh, the other number two is uh, career and business goals. Uh, whether you're a business owner or not, if you 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 can define where you want to be in your career and and if you apply that smart goal framework to each of these you can be really clear on where you want your career to go. Number three is free time or family time. This one, I think, of, of all of the goals, especially, you can imagine, on the Optimal Performance podcast. Uh, last week, we had Dan Doty from Everyman uh, on the podcast, and he talked about uh, re- living an enriched life through emotional intelligence. And and this goal kind of plays into that because you can be successful grinding you know a uh, big shot but if you're if you if you don't have any downtime and you're neglecting your family like that you can make a goal and that sometimes that can be as simple as um scheduling time on your calendar and your family calendar uh for free time or family time where you can actually be present uh number 4 is is health or appearance goals and there's lots of different ways to measure your health. You know, I would suggest everybody, if you can afford it, if, if, you, if it makes sense to you, go get your blood work done to figure out where you're at. You know, um, uh, measure where you're at, your height. I mean, your height probably doesn't change much, but your weight um, and your blood work. Maybe even measure your waist to figure out what you want 
your where you want your health to be and what you want your appearance to be because you know you look good you feel good you perform well number five is relationship goals this is obviously going to um whether you want to get married or if you want to just strengthen the relationship you're in um define what that looks like define um specifically what what a quality relationship uh is for you because it's different for everybody um number six is personal growth. Now, for personal growth, that's a little bit uh, mercurial. It can it can change and it can look a lot of different ways. But as far as personal growth is concerned, you know, for for a lot of my clients and I think for a lot of people listening, is how are you growing yourself? And maybe this means uh, reading um, more resources. Um, you know, if you want to if you want to start reading some personal development stuff. Um, some new thought stuff. If you want to hire a life coach like myself to help you determine what you want personally and how you want to grow as a person, that's number six. And then number seven is um, making a difference. This is really, really important. Uh, you know, when we we can make goals for ourselves, but I think it's also important to be of service. It's also important to try to make a difference in this world and you'll find that when you are making a difference in the world in your community um, through organizations your university whatever sort of volunteering uh, opportunities that there are you'll find that when you give of yourself to others it comes back to you tenfold so having having a goal around making a difference whatever that means to you um, is also really important and really sort of is a is a nice capstone to these to these seven categories. Adam, do you have anything you want to you want to add to that? Well, I'm dying to hear your favorite, but I want to add one thing: time for joy. Time for joy. Now, it's not personal self improvement. It's 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 something that many times we look at and go, you know, some I got stuff to do. I'm not going to make a priority for that. There's so many other things in my life that need to get done. But I want your listeners and uh, and the people out there to to be able to understand that joy is the fuel in your gas tank. And life is a marathon, not a sprint. So you got to make sure you fuel up and change your oil. And fueling up and changing your oil is time for joy. And schedule it in. If it means going to a comedy club, go there and laugh your butt off. Okay, but schedule it in. Make sure there's time for you on your schedule. Yeah, there's there's that reoccurring theme of scheduling it. You know, I, this is something that that I've been working on even more. You know, with a with a weekly podcast and um, you know ten coaching clients and speaking gigs and and seminars and stuff that I do. I would be a total mess if I didn't schedule this stuff out. And I do. I, I schedule I you know date nights with my wife. I schedule time for myself. To go, you're right. Charge my batteries up with joy. That's that's excellent. So, yeah. So, what's your favorite? What's your favorite? Come on. Well, so those so those were sort of the the, the different types of goals. But but I, the um, th- this is my favorite uh, tool to achieve those goals. Um, ah. This is this has been wildly effective for me and wildly effective for my clients. We all have to do lists. We all have uh, we all have ways that we get stuff done. And what I've found is this six item to do list to be massively effective. Um, so it goes like this: it's six a six day goal, a six week goal, 
a six-month goal and a six-year goal. And the reason, oh wait, I'm jump, I, I jumped out of, uh, that's different than the six. I, apparently, I'm, six is the big number today. Uh, so I'll back up. Sorry about that. So that, that is that is not the how. That is one of the goals. So within those seven categories, or if you have more, or if you just want to be, if you want to focus on one, uh, put it put it in a time frame. Um, the time bound element of the of the smart goal. Um, those are great time bound mechanisms for for achieving the goals that you have. Um, this for me. Uh, has has been really effective because in six days I can do a lot, um, and six weeks, you know, a month and a half to um, check something large off my list, create something, write something, get more in touch with my partner, um, you know, take a small trip. Uh, at the end of of of, di- of these different increments, at the end of the six days, you can look back and say, okay, did I get better this these in this almost week? How about in six weeks, and then six months. And then six years. And the six-year one should push you a little bit, obviously, because you're going to be a different person in six years. But as far as like the time-bound element of, of smart goals, um, putting it in those different increments make it achievable. And within your you know frame of reference, you can see it, you can feel it, you can understand how long those periods of time are. So that's, that's, that's my favorite way to do it. And I, and I revisit that a lot. That is that is really great. You know, th- these goals they're they're very very interesting. A lot of people have a lot of different ways to reach a goal. Um, y- you came up with an interesting concept, and um, and you work with your clients with this quite effectively. And you mentioned it to me just a little bit, and 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 for some reason we didn't have enough time to get into it fully. And I was like, I want to hear more about that. You speak about working backwards from a goal or working forwards toward it. What do you mean by that? Yeah, so so this kind of takes there's there's a couple of different angles at which you can um, you can operate toward your goal, and for some folks, you know, like the Tim Ferrisses of the world, is to make a large goal, set a large goal uh, out in the distance somewhere that you can work toward, and then once you know what your goal is, you can you can use deductive logic to say, okay, if I want to start a podcast. You know, if I want to start a podcast and that's my goal, then then what is the what is the next thing that I would need to do in order to achieve that goal? Uh, well, you'd have to buy a microphone. You'd have to research how to do a podcast. You'll have to uh, work backwards from the end result that you want and unpack it in a way where you can execute on these different things. So. Um, that is one frame that is one framework toward achieving your goal and the other is the opposite it's the inverse which is to get if you're if you haven't made goals in a while if you haven't written them down you can start small and say okay i need to get my body right i need to get my mind right i need to get my spirit and my work all dialed in and once i can do that then the path forward will become more clear. And so making smaller goals that are about optimizing your life and all the different parts of you on a path toward a greater goal. I want to start a podcast, but before I start a podcast, I've got to make sure that I've got enough time for that. So I'm going to um, structure my time in a way that makes sense. I'm going to need to um, 
<clears throat> I'm going to make sure that I am fully present, that I have enough time and bandwidth and creativity to start a podcast. And and working toward that goal from now going forward rather rather than the result coming backward. And this the, my most favorite mechanism for achieving these goals is through this to-do list. And the, this to-do list is so effective. It's crazy effective. And again, if you're not taking notes, if you're driving, just come back to this later. But the six item to-do to do list is pretty, is pretty crucial. So here's how it works. So you make every single day uh, before you start the next day. So this, these, this six item to-do list is made in the evening time or at the end of your work day. And you write no more, no less, six items that you need to do. And within those six items, you prioritize them from number one to number six. As you wake up in the morning, you have that six item to-do list ready for you, ready to start your day so that you don't wake up and say, what am I going to work on today? Or what do I have to get done? It's right there. It's on the list. Number one on your six item to-do list is the thing that you do first, right? Duh. You don't move on to number two until number one is finished. So you'll do the first thing on the list. You'll get it done. You'll move to the second one. Maybe in one day, you actually get through three of the things, maybe four of the things. And then once those are done, you cross them off your list. Then, when the key thing is, you don't move on to the next item on the to-do list until the one previous is finished. Because number one, number two, and number three are more important and will likely impact the other items on your to-do list immediately. So at the end of the day, at the end of your workday, as you're recompiling your six items on your to-do list, you re-rank them. And what you'll find is as you focus on one thing till completion, till it's done, you'll find that that thing affects all of the other things on your to-do list. It's sort of the 80-20 rule. And if, if you're doing the most effective task completions, then the other things will follow, follow along behind it. And uh, at the end of the day, you re-rank them. So the end of the workday, cool. I got one through three done. Now four, five, and six go to the top of the list. Oh, but there's one other thing I needed to add. Okay, so I'll add that. Where does this thing go? Okay, this thing is important. This goes to number two. What you'll find over a very short period of time, usually it takes just a couple of days, you'll find that there are two or three things on your to-do list that you never get to. They're just not important. They, they hang around at number five and number six on your to-do list that should be a signal to you that those things are not important or at least less important than the other things that are that are sort of turning the wheel for you. And so every single day, you reorganize, you relist in order of importance the, the one through six. And then as soon as you wake up in the morning, you've got like an action plan. And this is such a simple thing, but I've seen it work with, with dozens and dozens of my clients and uh, and it works. It works for myself as too. Adam, do you like it? I think it's really marvelous because it works in two areas. Not only does it help people get stuff done, but it helps them with one of the biggest problems that we have out there, and the biggest reasons why we waste time. It helps with truly understanding how to prioritize. 
Yeah. And I think I think that's 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 a big one. You know, this is really all great information. I, I it really it brings up a point for me uh, inside my mind and maybe within your listeners as well that you know, there's lots of great information out there. But uh, it was pointed out, I believe, by Aristotle that no no great thing will ever be created, he said, in man, by man in those days, and I don't want to be male chauvinist, um, <laughs> by, 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 by the human race with, by a single individual. It's usually a team that does things. Um, and, and so few people out there ask for help, ask for support, or look for support. Um, I'm a big fan of finding a mentor, finding a coach creating your success team. Can you talk about like, like, like coaching and the importance of coaching um, for a second here in regards to being able to take all these great things and make them happen in people's lives? Yeah. Uh, n- most of us don't know what we're doing. I mean, <laughs> we don't. I've had moments like that. Right. I mean, uh, we're, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not a skill that we're taught. We're not, we're not educated at any level in our education on how to nourish ourselves and how to execute on things that are important to us. We, we, we learn to memorize and regurgitate. And, and when we know like, okay, it's time for me to grow. I want to get better. I want to, I want to improve my life. I want this result in my life. Sometimes we ask for help from others that are not necessarily qualified to help. And this is not a popular uh, notion because, because yeah, your best friend is a great person. They're there for you. They're wonderful. They're a great listener, hopefully. But your best friend is not qualified like a life coach is. Your best friend knows you but also has a narrative around you, around who you are and around who they think you are because of, because of past history. They don't necessarily see you in your greatest light, in achieving your dreams and um, being your best self. And so the power of like, like this, for example, this podcast is, is a massive resource for people and it spans lots of different topics as far as performance, nutrition, nootropics, framework. It, it's, it's an excellent resource, but that's all it is. It's a resource. It's not, it's not a person who is trained and successful in getting people the results that they want in their life. And so when you hire a human being to help you, a mentor, a coach, um, an advisor, a confidant, someone who is further down the path than you are, not not that far, but maybe even sometimes just a little further down the path on living the type of life that you want to live, whatever that means for you. When you work with someone who will help keep you accountable, a podcast cannot keep you accountable. Um, the power of now cannot keep you accountable. These, these resources are inspirational and intellectualized, but a, working with a coach working with just the same way that you would work with uh, with a personal trainer at a gym, they're, they're going to know and identify where your weak spots are, and they're going to help you work on those so that you can get exactly the results that you need. And it's, it's, it's Adam, it's such fun work. I love it because when I see someone who is, their life is pretty good, they're pretty dialed, they're pretty motivated, and they're pretty happy, but they're not 
where they want to be, to be able to help them make goals, help them execute on their goals, and actually step forward into the person that they didn't even know that they could be. That like they they didn't realize how quickly their dreams could come true, but it's through these technologies and through these frameworks and through a person like myself to help them think clearly and act clearly. I think that those are really important points. One thing I'd like to bring up though is I have walked into the gym way too many times and I've seen people working out with a personal trainer who is overweight and is on his phone uh, uh, checking out the latest memes and so on and so forth while he's telling this person to do 50 push-ups. Um, I think it's really important to be able to, uh, uh, when you select your team, to really look at it like you were hiring somebody really important in your life, like you were hiring a CEO to the company of your life, okay? And and you want to be able to see individuals who have a proven record. You know, uh, when you and I sat down and, 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 and you told me a bit more about your background and the diversity of things that you've done and been successful with, I said, my goodness, you are, you are just quite the coach because – and, and I'm not saying this just to, to blow you up and, and, and blow smoke up with your whatever. But the bottom line on the whole thing is, is there's two things to consider. A, is the coach that you're picking for whatever part of your life, is that coach successful and proven to be successful? You want to check the references, okay? The second thing you want to be able to do is, is you don't want a coach that just handles one area when it comes to your life. It's so interesting. They they have this thing called life coaches. Does a life coach is your life just your brain? No. Is your life just your body? No. Is your life just your career? No. You want a life coach who has success in business. If you're trying to build a business or you want a better career, you want a life coach who has success in the area of biohacking. Because let me tell you something, if you as an individual find yourself in a state where you just feel like garbage, you're not gonna be successful, okay? You wanna find a coach who's successful in the area of truly becoming spiritually balanced. Because if you're standing there and you know suddenly you may have a good relationship with your wife or your, or your girlfriend and you have a great job, but you, you feel like there's something larger and, and you can't access it, Okay, you have no spiritual balance. You want a coach that has a good spiritual practice themselves, a proven track record with it. So really, it's important to have this team, but it's important for you to do your due diligence and checking the backgrounds of individuals to make sure they're successful in those areas. I see way too many life coaches and different forms of coaches who coach people on business when they haven't had no business successes in their lives yes. whatsoever. Yes. You're absolutely right. You know, uh, there, uh, finding a a life coach or a business coach that that actually has had successes in their life is not very common. And it's you know, it's this sort of, uh, you know, I really want to help people. I really want to help them grow. I really want to be of service and and help people be their their best selves. Um, uh, I'll figure myself out later. Um, you know, there, it's 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 a it's a element of the coaching world that sometimes folks who haven't really, and this isn't, I don't mean to be demeaning, but people who haven't done much or haven't achieved much or are not very well-rounded go into coaching because they really do want to help people, but they don't really have the experience and the track record that will help them um, actually be effective. So yeah, no, I think that's an, that's an excellent point. And it's, you know, this, this podcast, this massive, beautiful podcast 
that I have the honor of 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 publishing every single week is just one of the things that I do. Uh, it's a ton of work, you know, booking, recording, uh, post producing, following up. It's a, it's a lot of work, but it's important to me, and and it is part of my life and and the effectiveness that I hang my hat on because I can help people also achieve these sorts of things because I'm a doing I'm doing it myself. So yeah, I, I really appreciate you uh, pointing that out. Most definitely. I mean, I, I really look at you um, uh, uh, as as an amazing coach because you're an amazing biohacker, you're an amazing mind hacker, you're an amazing spirit hacker, and all of these different t- techniques that you come up with, you've actually had personal experience and you've gone through successes and failures to be able to make them happen. You want to make sure that the person you work with has gone through not just successes, but failures to make sure their successes in the future are sustainable. So I think this is really, really important. I mean, but just pulling us back a second here, back to the point of, of, of really moving forward and making your goals. I mean, one of the things that people do to be able to make goals is they make decisions on, on what to do, what not to do, um, how to move forward, so on and so forth. And I, 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 I remember a point that you once brought up to me and I said, wow, I guess that's pretty cool because you're a major hacker, okay? You said that you could hack decision making and make decision making many times more effective. What do you mean by hacking decision making? Yeah, this is something that, that that I like to talk about because it's it's both complex and simple. Um, one thing that you can ask yourself, you know, as you're making these decisions to better your life in 2019 and to move forward, one thing that it's just a little mantra. It's a question that you can ask yourself throughout the day. And this is something that I do many, many times during the day. When I'm making a decision, whether it's a donut or staying up late to work on a thing or raising my voice at my children, I ask myself this question. And now it's it happens in an instant. But I ask myself this question. Does this serve my highest purpose? Does this donut serve my highest purpose? Sometimes it does. I mean, I mean, if you need a little, if you need a little joy, you need a little boost, and it's fun, and it's the right, like, cool. When you ask yourself that specific question, does this serve my highest purpose? You will get an intuitive response inside your being that either will say, uh, probably not, or yes, absolutely, go for it. This is necessary. Do it. This does serve your highest purpose. This begs the question. What if I don't know what my highest purpose is? And one, one, one way to think about this is this is sort of your idealized self. This is, uh, this is the best possible version of you in, in the moment. This is the, this is the optimal you. And so asking yourself, does this, does this serve my highest purpose will, will create this sort of intuitive connection inside your body where your gut feeling, your inner voice can say, no, this is not, do not eat that donut. Or um, yes, you should stay up late because you'll get a lot done and um, you know, it will keep you, keep you in a good flow. So that's one, that's one way to hack sort of the decision-making process. And I, I encourage everybody to try that out. Like as soon as you hear this, um, just put it in the back of your mind for the next time 
you know, you're, you feel like flipping someone off in traffic. Like, does this serve my highest purpose? No. Is this going, is this going to elevate my cortisol levels and stress me out and set me on fire? Well, then don't do it. <laughs> you know, duh. <laughs> the other, the other, you know, the other sort of classic ways for decision making um, is you have to write stuff down. You really do because um, you can sit there and stew and pontificate. And, and, and one thing that I found with a lot of my clients is when they make decisions, uh, these are people who are high performing, you know, they're driven, successful, happy. Well, not always, but what they do, especially for highly intelligent people, which I believe everyone listening to this probably is, is that you can sort of talk yourself in and out of anything. You can intellectualize the decisions that you're making in your life, and you can either talk yourself into something cool or talk your talk yourself out of something cool, something that's really going to serve you, something that's going to really make you a better person. And what one thing that helps is to just do the classic Benjamin Franklin T-chart where uh, the pros and cons are on different sides, and then you write them out. There's a power in getting it out of your brain. You have to write stuff down because then you can see it and you can't trick yourself. It's harder It's harder to BS yourself into or out of decisions uh, if you're just sitting there thinking about it while you're scrolling through Instagram. Like that's not effective decision making. You have to sp- spend a little bit of time. Another thing too is, and, and this, this is something that um, I talk about a lot but because, since this is sort of my coming out, this is sort of like my coming out life coach podcast. Yep, coming out. <laughs> yeah. So meditation. Meditation is critical. The reason meditation helps in decision making is because when you can develop a meditative practice that allows just a little bit of buffer between external stimuli and your response to it, when you mm. can widen that gap between external stimuli, somebody saying something to you or whatever, something maybe a little bit more complex, when you can widen that moment between somebody says something and then you react, when you meditate, you open up that gap. You expand that space where you can think more measuredly, more clearly, and also apply it to whether or not this is in your best, uh, in um, serving your highest purpose, being your best self. So when you meditate, you're actually creating new neural connections in your brain. You're lowering your heart rate and your cortisol levels. You're having time and space to literally think. And when you meditate, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to do over the top, but even just 10 minutes a day. You know, I've, I've pointed a lot of people toward headspace because I feel like that's probably the most um, the most popular and the most effective for a lot of people because it you know gives you sort of a 10, 10 day trial period that I've found most effective. There's also Oak. Um, Sam Harris just released a, a, a new podcast or I'm sorry, a new meditation app. But meditating daily just to clear your mind will give you such a power in your decision making that you probably don't even know is possible. You probably don't have a frame of reference for, oh my gosh, I can I can see this thing for what it is and I can think more clearly. I'm going to make this decision because I've, I've cultivated a practice in my mind and in my meditative and my conscious state that will allow me to, th- to see things more clearly. Yeah, I, I think that's really, really important because basically speaking, so many people live a life of reaction. 
as opposed to proaction. And that, that, that's a big, big problem that we have out there. Did you ever see like two really, really smart people who, you know, have PhDs or whatever, or just they're really smart, you look up to them, and they get into a really bad argument with each other? It seems like their IQs go down by 50%. Reactivity just steals us of all of the great, beautiful gifts that we have in intelligence and wisdom. Um, there are so many things that, that steal us, steal that from us within our environment and the way we react to it. I know that you you have this really great, what's known as the McCormick's moon fast to kick off the year. So, so you can sort of like push away that garbage and really move forward super clean in the new year. T tell us about the McCormick's moon fast. Yeah, the McCormick's moon. It's not my moon, but it is my fast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's everybody's. I thought it was your moon, dude. I'm sorry. It's you know? everybody's moon. All right. So this is something that I've been developing for a lot, for for the last couple of years. It's really simple, and this is something that I've blogged about. Uh, and when I talk about it, people really respond to it. Uh, it's been really effective as a sort of resetting your systems. Um, luckily, there is a new moon on Jeff uh, on January 5th, and on January 5th is an excellent time to really kickstart your year. So uh, in a minute, Adam, I'll let you talk a little bit about the moon, uh, mm -hmm. its phases, its power and influence in our life, its undeniability. But essentially, this, this is how it works. For one full moon cycle, um, whether you want to get esoteric and mystical about why a moon cycle, we can. But practically, um, one moon cycle is a, is a perfect amount of time for us to reset. And because of my um, meditation practice and, and, and my passion for recovery and, and sensory deprivation tanks and helping people like just recalibrate their systems, this is an excellent amount of time to do that. So here's, here's what you do. No drugs, no alcohol, um, no, if you can, work on negative self-talk. Uh, and if you want actual fasting, you know, our listeners understand intermittent fasting to introduce a sort of cleansing of your, of yourself, a cleansing of your life, of your mind, of your body, of your spirit. And the way that it, the way that it works is, is that when you stick to this and you say, okay, for one whole moon cycle, I'm not going to drink any alcohol. Uh, I'm not going to smoke any weed. I'm not going to use any tobacco. I'm not going to, you could even introduce like, I'm not going to cuss. You know, there's, so, there's a, I'm not going to masturbate. I mean, sex is uh, probably okay, you know, in, in, in if, especially if you're not masturbating and, 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 and this is, may sound vulgar, but flat out, especially for guys, it's a major problem. It's a major, mm -hmm. major problem for, for so many men. It's it's um, it's messing with it's messing with so many different aspects of our of our of our mind and of our lives. Um, it's to just abstain to do this moon fast for one full moon cycle. And the way that it applies to nutrition is if you if you needed an excuse or a launching point to quit sugar or to stop sugar, um, this is the opportunity to do that. No sugar, no flour, no drugs and alcohol, no self pleasure. Um, for a full moon cycle, um, another part of it, which is uh, harder to do, uh, is, is screens and media, you know, for those of us who have tinkered around with this before, it's not easy 
but when you abstain, just 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 quit Facebook. Just take Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. Just take it off your phone for a month. It's not going to go anywhere. Your account will still be there when you're done. But when you abstain also, when you take a, a, a media fast, a, a social media fast, you'll find that everything kind of goes back to harmony in your mind. You're not thinking about what other people are eating or where they're going or what charities they're donating to. That's a good thing, but there's just a ton of them now. Mm-hmm. Um, when, you, when you make the commitment to do it for just one full moon cycle uh, in, in these different areas, you you find who you really are again you get back to your essence you get back to the to the the meat and potatoes or if you're vegan the uh the lentils and um bean sprouts of who you are in your life you know yourself a little bit better when you're not distracted from those things from drugs and alcohol from you know self-pleasure from exorbitant amounts of time on netflix or facebook and after the moon fast, you're going to feel more like yourself than you have in a very long time. I think, I think what you're talking about there is very important, especially since I believe you do start this on, on the new moon, right? That's correct. You know, it, there's, a lot of, uh, there's a, a lot of history, um, both within mysticism, and there's a lot of data out there in science, which clearly points that these moon cycles actually have effects on everything from your mental state to your physiology to your biology. I mean, the moon cycles themselves affect women's menstrual cycles. Yeah. There is so much uh, 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 that has been done without, within history, uh, not only within different forms of spirituality, but in the way that we farm as well, which clearly says the moon has an effect on it. And a new moon, classically, is, is the blank slate. It's the way you start out your vision for the month. And since you're starting out the vision for the month and for the year, the way you start something forms the trajectory of what your outcomes will be during the year. So I applaud this type of approach because if we can start clean, and I mean clean, I mean I mean McCormick Moonfast clean, okay, starting out in January, then the rest of the year is going to head in that glorious trajectory. Yeah. And that's marvelous. Well, and it, you know, there there happens to be a new moon on on January 5th. So if you catch this before um before the 5th, uh try it. Just try it. Trust me. It, it will it will not be easy. It may be it may be challenging. It will be challenging, especially if you love sugar and Facebook. Uh it's going to be a challenge for you, but this is your life. This is this is your this is your life and and to take control of this um, in a way and civilizations that have been that have been operating um, and under, understood the power of the moon from you know the Arabs and the Christians and the Hindus like we we are it's it's undeniable there are moon cycles there are certain powers uh, therein and when you abide by it when you really stick to it and you get through it man you feel like a million bucks at the end of this the the McCormick moon fast yeah yeah I'm going for that one I'm looking forward to the fifth nice hey, I- I've been really looking forward to doing this interview with you as well. There's so much great information. Um, uh, uh, one of the things that always gets in people's ways is is negative thoughts, though. I mean, they seem to be the sort of landmines on on your route to your divine journey. 
you know, and your outcome of really pairing yourself up with where your soul truly desires that you be. Okay. These negative thoughts seem to derail us. Um, you have this, this term that you use a lot with your clients, um, called reversing ants. I, I know it has nothing to do with spraying down deadly pesticides. Uh, what is an ant, an A-N-T, and, and how do you reverse it? Yeah, so an uh, A-N-T stands for automatic negative thoughts. And this is like life coaching, personal development 101. Some of you are familiar with this and some of you are hearing this for the first time. Um, th- these are debilitating. And many of us have these. Many of us don't even think about it because it's so automatic that when we step out a little bit past our comfort zone, these automatic negative thoughts come in and they come in different forms. So one form is all or nothing thinking, uh, all or nothing. Um, um, you know, I, I can't believe I had that cupcake. I failed my diet. Um, I'm a, I'm a failure. Uh, Okay. I'm going to have seven cupcakes now. That's one automatic negative thought. Another one is overgeneralization. So you can um, that you can you sort of conclude that an unpleasant experiment uh, an, an unpleasant experience will lead to a negative future. So um, you know I didn't I didn't get that raise that I thought I would. I'll now I'll never get the raise. No one ever no one no one appreciates me. My job sucks. I hate it. Um, and then you're totally defeated. That's another automatic negative thought. Another one is um, ma- uh, magnification. So this takes some sort, you know, like for the in, in an example of like human interaction. You know, if you have if you have self doubt, if you have automatic negative thoughts about how you show up in social situations, you know, you say one wrong thing, and and then you magnify that little thing that you said that kind of came out sideways, which people didn't even notice and don't really care. But then you magnify that to everything. Man, I said that wrong. Oh, I'm so stupid. People think I'm dumb. Pe- nobody's going to be my friend. Um, all is lost. Like when you magnify uh, these little things in your life and just extrapolate them outward from there it spreads like a virus and then it just becomes this like this negative framework that that it's that's kind of hard to dig your way out of you know there's a couple more there's like emotional reason emotional uh reasoning which is um which is which is kind of interesting because uh this this takes an emotional state that you feel this kind of ties back to uh, meditation but it takes an emotional state that you feel like oh i feel um I feel anxious, um, and it's maybe a fleeting feeling that you have. You know, I'm trying to be better myself, but I feel anxious. Oh man, if I feel anxious, oh man, then that must mean that everything is going wrong. Oh, there's something to this, man. I'm anxious, and now this is wrong, and now I'm anxious about this and that and that. It's it, and when you meditate, you're creating a new practice in your life, a new way of being that that doesn't keep you tied to your thoughts. You are not your thoughts and you are not your emotions. And when those emotions come up, like they do for everybody, when you um, when you take that emotion and extrapolate it to your life and, and reason around that thing, like, oh man, I feel anxious, so now I'm just a mess. I'm just gonna go back, back to bed. Um, and then the last, you know, one of the last ones that I think um, is is big for people is should statements. Um, 
using should statements to motivate your behavior um, can leave you feeling uh, really, uh, really frustrated and anxious again. So I should, I should return all those work emails. I should, um, I should go to the gym. Uh, I should, 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 should. That keeps you limited. And, and, and those should statements that sometimes don't even come from us, but those should statements may, may come from our upbringing, our mothers, our fathers. That's where the shoulds come from. Those shoulds statements um, are ways to keep you in a box. And so when you notice yourself saying, oh, I should, uh, you know, I, should, I should go out and clean the garage. Well, you could go out and clean the garage. You have, you have a garage. That's cool. You have an opportunity to organize. But instead of instead of saying I should go clean the garage, to reframe it in a way that's not that's that doesn't like tie you to it, is is really liberating. So those are the sort of different um, common uh, automatic negative thoughts. And the way to the way to combat that number first and foremost, absolutely, is meditation. Um, and I won't harp on that anymore. But it's it will it will develop superpowers within you. Some other ways. Um, to deal with these automatic negative thoughts is to know yourself and know where you're triggered to figure out like what sorts of comments from others, what sorts of situations in my life trigger these automatic negative thoughts. Um, Because when you notice that you're doing it, that's the first step to correcting it. So there's some other ways that you can, um, uh, that you can deal with these automatic negative thoughts, you know, um, changing, moving, getting up and moving, changing your physical state, you know, minding, minding your body so that you're, you're not sitting there in a chair, stewing, getting stressed out and feeling, you know, these, the self-loathing, you know, you can, you can create a mantra. Um, you can, you can go back to, uh, does this serve my highest purpose? Um, there's lots of other tools there. Uh, Adam, I'm curious about you. Do you have, do you have any ways that you like to, uh, or that you've helped others kind of deal with their automatic negative thoughts? Actually, interestingly enough, I, I used a technique which is based on the same technology behind Bose noise reduction earphones. Okay, huh. um, it, it's really interesting. Um, uh, uh, d- 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 most people don't know how Bose, uh, how the noise reduction earphones actually work. They actually emit this, the opposite sound of the sound they're trying to get rid of. So if you've ever seen like you know a picture of a sound like on an oscilloscope where it shows wavelengths and stuff like that. Um, where it goes up and it goes down like a wavelength, okay? This machine actually makes the opposite, where it goes down, then up, okay? And when you put both of them together, the first noise and the opposite noise, it flattens them both out, so there's no noise anymore. Do you know that that same technology can be used in regards to thoughts, okay? If all of a sudden you see an individual who's walking down the street, a uh, hundred yards away from you even, who is wearing tattered clothes, He's very, very, uh, seems very dirty from the distance. He's hobbling. He's carrying paper bags that look like they're filled with garbage. He, he looks like the, the consummate homeless person. Then all of a sudden, certain senses kick off and certain judgments kick off. It's a certain thought about that person. You can, you can literally, even though you're so far away from you can smell the urine from the individual. And you have this feeling about that individual as a thought, like one of those automatic negative thoughts. What I do is, is I tell people to think at the same time the positive, possible positive aspect. Maybe this gentleman is actually a billionaire, part of a billionaire club, and they 
only wear used clothing. In addition to that, in the bags, it's filled with books that he's gotten from his library and all his other billionaire friends' libraries, where he's going to be taking it now to a school to read stories to homeless children, okay? And he's brilliant. He's a conversationalist beyond belief. Put both of those together and guess what happens? You have no decision on the person. And from that forward moment forward, you can choose to create what your thoughts are. Remember, your life is either a reaction or a proaction. It's your choice. If we look at stimulus around us or we look at our negative thoughts and we react to them, it's our choice. We choose what we think. Sometimes it creates creates work to be able to do that. But most of all, I think, and and I'm going to bring this up one more time, I think it creates a good team of people around you. Don't be around negative people. Yes. Okay. Get get yourself a good coach who knows what the heck he or she is doing. Okay. And 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 you have to ask the question: What's your COI, which is cost of inaction, of not dealing with your ANTs, your automatic negative thoughts? Okay. Think about your life right now. If you didn't have any negative thoughts, or especially automatic negative thoughts about things, if you thought this entire globe that you're on, this existence, this life was your oyster to be able to turn into oysters Rockefeller or have it raw on the half shell with a little bit of horseradish, okay? It's all your choice. And the bottom line is, is what is your cost of inaction in not taking these choices in just being a reaction to your environment? Find yourself a coach. Every good person out there who's been successful in their life in balancing the different quadrants of life found themselves a coach because you only know what you know. Now it's time to be able to take on another perspective and move forward. That that is an excellent point. Uh, you know, the what's something that's big and becoming more and more popular and just sort of common, you know, performance um, talk is you 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 become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Ah, yeah, right. I mean, and and it's true, and it's harsh. And if you are spending lots of time before work, after work, maybe even people in your home who are negative as a default, who are pessimistic, who don't see the best in you, uh, who want to play small, they want to keep you in the category that they see you in, um, it's going to be really, really hard to grow. You're right. And so finding people that you are drawn to, that you're called to, that you vibe with, that are also doing cool things that you're like, man, I really like what they're doing. Yeah, finding them, connecting with them. And one thing that that I want to point out too is especially for those of us like you and myself who are of service. You know, we we are here to help people. We are here to help humanity and 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 usher in a new way of being on the planet. And that and that is true. That is not an overstatement. We are often really willing to help people. We 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 want people to reach out. So if someone hears this and they're motivated and they're like, "Man, you're speaking a lot of sense, Sean. Man, that was cool. I really like the way that you were thinking about this thing. Like, reach out to those to me. Reach out to the people that you really respect and appreciate who are positive and motivated because just making that one connection sort of changes your average a little bit because you you can you can feed off of that positive energy a little bit and and use it in your life. Yeah, that's totally that's great, Adam. Well, well, well this begs the question at this point. How does someone reach out to you, Sean? <laughs> I gave you a softball to give me another softball. 
yeah, the, the, the best way to find me um, is, is seanmccormick.com. That's S-E-A-N-M-C-C-O-R-M-I-C-K, seanmccormick.com. That's my website. It has blogs. It has uh, some of my theory, um, all the things that I do. Not all of it. It's most, some of the things that I do. That's the best way to, to get a hold of me. It's Coach Sean McCormick on Instagram. Um, connect with me. Send me a DM. You can also email me. Uh, Sean S E A N at naturalstacks.com if you want to stay in this in this universe a little bit. Yeah, I'm I'm super available and I'm and I'm here uh, I'm here to help. Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> Appreciate oh, it. Well, I, I think you know the the thing is 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 that everybody out there in the audience has something that they were meant to do. Yes. And and the more outward and the more forward they are in telling people about this the more they're able to serve, create, and offer healing to the world and the people around them. So you know something? There is no such thing as a shameless plug, especially with the type of work you're doing and the help that you help people with. Um, one area that, that I sort of want to finish up on here is I once said to you, and it, it was really interesting, you, you gave me a little bit of schooling on this one, and I, you know, I'll take it. It's all good. Um, I said to you, yeah, well, you know, life is all about the balance of the four categories of your life. You know what I mean? And it, it sort of feels from that position like, you know, you got to juggle things, all right? But you said, no, Adam, your life is all about the synergy of the four categories of your life, Okay. Can you talk about these categories and, and how you work with people to make them synergistic and, and what happens when people are out of balance and, and not using them synergistically with each other? Yeah. Yeah. The way that, the way that I think of it in the way that, that has been really effective for my clients is to think of your life in, in these four categories, uh, your mind, your body, your spirit, and your work. And we all know people who are highly intelligent and really great workers, hard workers, successful people. Um, it's likely that we know people who are strong in their mind and strong in their work, but potentially imbalanced with their body and their spirit. Uh, we also know people who are very spiritual. You know, we, we know them, whether they're, you know, you know, devout Christians or, you know, uh, involved or interested in sort of the new thought movement. They're very spiritual and their bodies are a temple and they're doing yoga seven days a week, but their work is not there. Their, their ability to do good work is, is not uh, being tended to. And their mental frameworks, the way that they think and the way that they, they operate is not as sharp. So balance, synergy between these four categories will bring you the life that you want. And of course, you know, mind is a broad, broad brush, right? Um, mind uh, not only deals with uh, how you talk to yourself, how you organize your day, how you, whether or not you meditate, um, but mind also encapsulates some of these coaching practices that I do with clients. To, to dig a little bit deeper into the seven, you know, the seven areas of your life, you know, in, in, in with the wheel of balance or, um, you know, reframing um, automatic negative thoughts, uh, these, sort of, these sort of coaching frameworks get into your subconscious mind so that you can uh, operate from a place of knowing um, 
you know, do, are you taking the right? Are you are you taking supplements to increase your memory and your cognition? Like, the the mind is 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 a vast vast sea that we can that we could spend a lot of time in. But I think people get it. And then the body is obvious. What do you eat? Do you move? Are you getting enough? Uh, nutrients that you need. Again, this can be tended to with um, high intensity interval training, which is something that I'm obviously a, a giant fan of. Uh, supplementation, intermittent fasting, all of these d- different things serve to um, nourish your body in that category in your, of your life. Now, spirit is some some folks are going to recoil a little bit, um, but let me hear me out. So, whether you are atheist, agnostic. Hindu, Christian, Muslim, whatever. You're, you have a physical body, that's for sure, but you also have a non-physical body. You have, you have an essence of yourself. You have a, a spirit. And there are lots of different ways to nourish and grow your spirit, to connect with your spirit. If you want to call spirit your intuition, Fine, that's cool with me. There are ways to develop your spirit in so that when you are connecting inwardly with yourself, you have a sense of peace, you have a sense of knowing, and it, and it allows you to have a greater appreciation for yourself and your life. I'm not saying you got to go to church every Sunday from here on out. That's not necessarily nourishing the spirit. It could, but that's not what I'm saying. Some of this is meditation. Some of this is um, uh, connection with your intuitive self. And I have practices and techniques that I work with my clients to really connect with, with connect inwardly. And Adam, I know that you have lots of different cool techniques that I'm learning and, and understanding. Um, but the spiritual aspect of our lives, I think, is the one that is neglected the most. And that's because Netflix is awesome. And that's because (laughs) (laughs) it is. It's because we're distracted. And it's because we're more concerned with what Kelly had for dinner than we are with with sitting quietly with ourselves to figure out like who we are on the inside. So that's the third category. And then work. You know, um, it doesn't necessarily mean your career. But it can, obviously. Uh, it could also mean like nourishing hobbies that get, give you a sense of community, that give you a sense of purpose, that give you a sense of 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 to do and go for. Um, we, a lot of us, unfortunately, are in jobs and careers that we're not happy with, and or jobs and careers that we've been happy with but are no longer happy in. And maybe we're plateauing or, or, or having doubts about, about what we, what we want to do when we grow up. You know, it's okay not to know what you want to be when you grow up. You can, it's, it's, it's not fixed in that way. But there are ways to um, make sure that you're approaching your work with, uh, with direction and showing up in a way that will bring you more opportunity. That's the big thing with the work is what are you doing in your work day to day that's br- going to bring you more opportunity for growth? Um, and again, there are tools and practices that I work with people to, to help nourish and it's, it's, it, they all work together. You, you can't, you can't be, you know, an eight out of 10 in, uh, uh, body and spirit and a four out of 10 in mind and work and, and really live to your potential. You have to really 
nourish and and with often with the help of, of a coach or someone who's who's experienced and to help to help you in this way to to have to live the sort of well-rounded life that will just keep getting better and better and better. You know, I think right now I speak to so many of my clients and we're in a, we're in a phase of transition. Everybody seems to feel it. Like you're saying before, many people are disillusioned with their jobs or maybe even looking for a new mission in their life, even after they've been at something for a long time. And they're saying that there's something greater. I mean, many times we find ourselves asking what truly is our purpose here. Our purpose, our life purpose is like this, this amazing, beautiful uh, uh, treasure chest that's covered in gold and filled in gold, but it's, it's 20 feet down and sometimes digging for it and finding it and doing that treasure hunting can seem like a daunting task. But always remember one thing, that two people digging a ditch and finally getting that gold is one heck of a lot easier than one person, especially when one of those people has expertise in doing it. So I really uh, implore anybody listening right now that if you are going to make one decision to allow you to get rid of your automatic negative thoughts, to allow you to move forward, to make you accountable, to really allow you to run on all four categories of your life, from your mind, to your body, um, uh, to your spirit, to your life mission and work, to be able to do all that right, find a coach, not just any coach, but a coach who's able to help you with things like business, things like your body, things like your mind, like your spirit, who has success records in all of those areas. Make that your choice for the new year. And you know something, I, I don't mean to put you on the line here, Sean, but I'm going to say one thing because I know, I know Sean will follow through and do this. If you reach out to Sean at Sean at SeanMcCormick.com, if he doesn't feel he can help you because he's very straightforward, sometimes he says, I'm not an expert in that area. If he doesn't feel like he can help you, he will find you someone who can. Is that something I can promise of you? Yeah. I, 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 have you promised? Absolutely. Adam, I do it all the time. Uh, for, for, for folks that are dealing with stuff that, um, that I, that are, that's not, not in my wheelhouse. Yeah, absolutely. I'll find somebody. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I have a vast network of, of, of coaches and mentors and, um, and healers and intuits that, that will, that will help whatever it is that you're, that you're going through. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. I know that, I know that you've always, uh, 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 been a major fan of the three things that, that, that human beings, three divine things human beings do, which is to heal, to create, and to serve. Um, your, your conscious and, and conscience and, and the way you deal with yourself with, with charity and other purposes, um, has really inspired me. So, I thank you so much from the bottom of my heart, allowing me to interview you, um, as opposed to you being the interviewer. This is this was fun. I, I, I hopefully hopefully people you know are taking notes and 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 following up with with this. We we just <laughs> we just laid out a lot of different information. Uh, this was this was pretty jam packed, and it was fun because you know a lot of people listen to this podcast. You know you know tens of thousands of people um, monthly. And, um, I, they know me as the podcast host. They know me as, you know, um, a natural stacks ex expert. Um, and they, th I think that some of them know that, that, that I do coaching at the level that I do, but this has given me a really cool opportunity to, um, to sort of introduce myself in this way. And this is, 
timely. This is the time uh, in the year where all of us are like, okay, let's make this a great year. Let's let's make positive decisions. Let's follow frameworks and let's think about the things that are going to move the needle for us. And I I really I'm really glad that you agreed uh, that you you agreed to uh, to interview me today, Adam. Uh, before you know, before we before we close this thing out. Um, I'd love for you to be able to explain how people can get in contact with you because I'm sure that there's lots of people that are like, who's man, who's this Adam guy? I like him. How, how can they, how can they find you? <laughs> well, you can find me in two different ways. The first way you can find me is by actually going, um, and, uh, uh going to www.theadamharman, H-A-R-M-A-N show.com. And that's my radio show in Los Angeles. You're going to see great individuals on there from Teal Swan to Dr. Eric Pearl, um, uh, 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 Judith or Orlin, where all of these top writers and, and top people in the field of either medicine or spirituality. So you can go there. Um, that's uh, the Adam Harman show.com. The second thing is, is, is how I actually help clients. I help clients with a combination of psychology, uh, 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 quantum physics, and, and also mysticism because Ever since the age of seven, and I, I have to say this, even though I'm well-respected in the field of functional medicine as a lecturer, I've also been an intuitive. Um, so I've combined all of these three things together, both science and mysticism, to help individuals find their life goals. And you can see that at ParallelTimelineTherapy.com. So that's me. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I'll say it in front of in front of everybody else. I'm I'm... It's such an honor to to be working with you, um, for you to be coaching me uh, and mentoring me on on this path. And um, uh, I'd like to close out this episode with um, usually in this case you would be asking me, but I want to hear your answer to this question. Sure. Um, and this is really just sort of like a fill in the blank, uh, if you would, and and take as much time as you need on this. Um, if you would please um, finish this sentence for me. Hmm. Everyone should know that. Everyone should know that they are meant for a divine purpose here on this planet. That their souls were meant to be able to come down here and first experience all of the amazing things that are offered here. And as a byproduct of that experiencing, we as human beings automatically manifest. Here's an example. If you were to show an artist, a painter, a fine artist, a beautiful sunset, they would be compelled to paint it. If you were to show an architect a beautiful piece of land, they would be compelled to get on their CAD machines, on their computers, and create a house. We as human beings, as human spirits, were meant first and foremost to experience. We are harvesters of experience. Manifestation is a secondary byproduct of experience. So with that in mind, please, the next time you say to yourself, oh, is it worth it for me to try that new experience? Push that to the side. Become an amazing and brave experiencer of your life. And with those experiences will come manifestations as an automatic byproduct of your human programming. And thank you, Sean. Adam, thanks for joining us on the Optimal Performance Podcast.